You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Alan Seals. And I'm Liz Estes. And welcome to Carried Away, a podcast where we explore the films and television shows starring the one and only James Eugene Carey. And uh, how are you guys doing today? Good. Good. I'm nailed it. Hashtag nailed it all day. I've been recording and working. And this has been uh, one of the things I've been looking forward to the most. And it is so lovely to see both of you. It's so lovely to see you two. We are recording this 100% literally five minutes after we did our last ones. There's been no elongated <laughs> hiatus break. No in time gaps. Recordings. What are you talking about? Wormhole. Um, no, Wormhole. Um, but I, I'm actually not as good as you, Alan, sadly, because I had to watch All in Good Taste, which might be one of the most disgusting things I've ever had to watch for a podcast in my life. I came close to doing the the cartoon version of putting toothpicks in my eyelids to keep from not looking away. <laughs> you kind of do need to get the clockwork orange material like style on your eyes to get through this because this is rough and not in the same way that Copper Mountain or oof, what was our pilot episode? Rubber Face. Mm. Those two were short, sweet, and not great. This was just this made me feel sick. I've got a movie that'll make a good show, make it all. Good I'm taste. Timothy make Sandy, make it all. The filmmaker, I make it all. Good but this film was released in 1983, and guess what else happened in 1983? It is the year that the Super Mario Brothers game debuts. Margaret Thatcher wins in a landslide victory in the general elections in the UK. That would be nice to have a general election there sometime. Um, mm. The first mobile phones are introduced to the public by the Motorola Company, and Jim Carrey starred in a weird nudie comedy called All in Good Taste. And then Wh- the trailer will play here. Would you say um, starred? Like he <laughs> starred in it? He's definitely in there. Like, this is one of those things that if he had not become who he is, we would have never recognized his pasty white ass from the (laughs) other pasty white asses. But the thing is, the studios 100% plastered his face all over all the VHS covers as soon as he became famous, like Copper Mountain and Mm. like Rubber Face. It is a theme that we've developed here. Liz, uh, how, how many lines does he have in... In all in good taste. I had to think about it. This is a really hard question. Hmm. He has no. He has no lines. None. He has no lines. None. Okay. Okay. Just make sure I didn't sleep through one. Okay. No. 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 He is introduced like a jump scare. They introduce him <laughs> like he has already been in the film for forty-five minutes, and we're just supposed to know who he is. He has a name and everything. Like they introduce him by name. He comes he comes in and then he's just part of the action for the rest of the movie, carrying around the, the weird briefcasey thing. Yeah, he was given boobery. This film was released May 6, 1983. It was written by Rick Green, Anthony Cremrethier, and Robert C. Diaz Doe. It was directed by Anthony Cremrethier as well, and it is about a filmmaker is upset to find out that his wholesome script about an orphan and his dog has been warped into a film about strip. Um, It is based on the director-writer Anthony Cremrether's real-life stories and working in Hollywood and how he became corrupted into the 
the the more seedy filmography scene. Um, and yeah, it's weird to look up anyone involved in this production um, because a lot of them aren't with us anymore. So they are very well known in Canada in their film and theater scene, but outside of Canada, nobody knows who they are. I have no idea who these people are or were. And even Robert C. Diaz Dahl is Duh. Duh is Duh, is uncredited. But so, how do you know he wrote? He co-wrote it, I guess. That's a Liz question. How do you know he wrote it? The internet told me he was uncredited. So that's I my just, story. I would love the idea that this gentleman, this this French Canadian gentleman, and the only reason why I'm adding any credence to it is because that is the most French Canadian name I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Just as like, hey, I, I I did an uncredited rewrite where I said girl walks in with the big boobies out. Yeah. Um, I want my name on that film. Well, he was also he was also a writer on the one of the director's previous movies known as Mondo Strip. That um, also, but he was credited as um, Leo Zeppelin, not Led Zeppelin. Leo Zeppelin. Are you sure it's not a typo? <laughs> no, no, I hope not. <laughs> Anthony was actually really well known in his local scene in Toronto, but sadly in the 90s he got Parkinson's and there was a lot of write-ups about local filmmaker surviving Parkinson's and sadly that is what took his life in 1993. Um, almost a decade to the day when All Good Taste was came, in, came out. I don't hope that the critical success of this movie caused him any health concerns. It is interesting though. I only bring that up to say that he, the biggest thing that this film is known for is its tie and connection to Jim Carrey. And he died right before Jim Carrey made it big and his film would have a resurgence of this disgusting thing in Jim Carrey's career. Oh. So he wouldn't see the legacy of what this film would be because Jim Carrey's big year wasn't until 1994, a year after this guy died. That's actually really sad. Yes. Because this, this was obviously something that they were all very much into. And to see it uh, probably flounder and not do so well. And then all of a sudden get this massive resurgence because of Jim Carrey. Gosh. Uh, yeah. I mean, isn't that like all great artists? They don't, their work isn't appreciated until they're dead. Yeah, this is very much like the, the Island of Le Grand Jot from Sunday in the Park with George. He was the George Seurat of nudie films starring Canadians. When uh, you, we started talking about doing this podcast and, <laughs> and you were you were like, all right, so here's here's the list. We're going to go through these and just warning um, the third one, all in good taste. It's got a little bit of nudity in it. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. you, just, you told him just a little. <laughs> I knew that Jim Carrey was embarrassed by this film and said, like, yeah, I'm sad it's still out there, but whatever. <laughs> um, I was young. So I'm like, all right, that's a nudie film. I don't think it was straight up porn, though, because I hadn't watched it yet. No, 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 no. It it, it wasn't. It Because I don't even remember any male genitalia. Cause yes, there was. The was man there? in the cowboy hat and the tie walking around with a big floppy oh, dick out. yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So now I take that back. <laughs> but there was no uh, actual penetration as far as I know. But not on screen, at least. Not on screen. Right. So Could be behind the scenes. We don't know. Where, yeah. When was the MPAA in whatever the rating system invented, created? That was invented after the... Um, um, oh God, I think it was the Hayes Code was kicked out because they didn't quite like how that was going on. So I want to say around the mid-60s, um, right after uh, Kubrick's Lolita was when they brought in like a proper rating system. 1968, the MPAA that was close, established a system of movie rating. All right, so I was going to wonder if, if this was rated NC-17 or not. I mean, because I don't, I don't think, think, I think was. this was unrated. <laughs> Yeah, it was Canada. They just they just make it and say sorry. And also, the MPAA is only America. <laughs> I don't know when the Canadian rating system would have come in. MPAC, Motion Picture Association of Canada. I don't know. They probably have their own um, rating system. So they shot this in sixty millimeter film. Like they, this is a proper movie. This isn't like because. Um, Things like now, like we have Velocipaster, where it looks it's shot on the same thing as everything else. Um, yeah, it's, it, it is a proper film shot for a cheap. The thing, it's such an uneven 
narrative. Like, Alan, can you even try to describe what the plot of this movie is to me? Um, Jim Carrey walks around trying not to show his wiener. Yes, that is an element, but there is an overall plot about our lead character, who is not Jim Carrey, um, but a gentleman called, um, I think his name is Timothy, played by Jonathan Welsh. Yes. Yes. Um, so Timothy is a film writer, um, a very upstanding man with a wife that he loves, but every t- and he's got this little movie about an orphan and a puppy, but every time he takes it to these CD producers, they want to add tits and ass to it. And tainify it and he's like no 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 and then they trap him into a contract and no matter what he has to make this tits and ass movie um and his wife is like no you shouldn't have to do this because characters bechdel test all that kind of stuff and then he decides you know what i'm gonna do it but he's such a nice guy and it's such a it's so awkward for him to be around all these naked ladies and men and stuff and then the movie just focuses on naked ladies for the last 30 minutes and he is a successful nudie director, and that is how the movie ends. How, how much of these stories back in the day, or even currently, do you think get written because somebody on the creative team just wants to be around a bunch of naked ladies? A hundred percent. I'm pretty sure that's the reason why Euphoria exists. <laughs> Probably. I don't, like, any show where there's a gratuitous amount of nudity, I think it's just because the dudes wanna, uh, who wrote it and directed it want to be around a bunch of naked people. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. That's why I think Game of Thrones was so into that early on. They're unpacking a lot of their own sexual frustrations through their art. George R. Um, R. Martin. Yeah. That's a, that's a really interesting point to bring up because you watch things as, as the casual observer and maybe, like, in, in un without a personal connection to anybody in the movie or their crew or the writer, you know, whatever it is. Right. And then you come out and you're like, that was, that was really fucked up. That was weird. Like, I can't believe someone would write about that. And then you think, got to think deeper because somebody actually did write it. And like, if you were friends with this person or these people, like, I don't know, does it change your view of somebody who's writing a bunch of stories about incest or about, uh, about being around Nikki ladies all the time? There could be, there is a side of this um, where you could see it as someone trying to do art and doing it the right way and hiring the intimacy coordinators and all of that. Like a person who writes and directs a lot of messed up things who I do not believe in any way is a pervert or a weirdo is like David Lynch, (laughs) where (laughs) these things will happen and he just looks like, all right, good job, everybody. I don't think he's doing it for any kind of like second perverse sense. Um, the way I think that, say, the guy that directed Blonde, he just likes seeing Anna de Armas naked. Yeah, what about, like, like Tarantino? Just strange... Well, you know, his foot fetish, that is always in his films. Like, it's not even, like, thinly veiled anymore. It's just direct. That's true. Margot Robbie's feet deserved a fucking title above the film in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> that is God. very true. All right, well... How about we get back to Jim I mean, technically, Harry. this is all connected um, because it is about, like, this guy who obviously has a lot of hang-ups about, like, the sexual situation he's found himself in. And he's, I think, in his mind, he's trying to make a real movie here and at least may have started that way. And then he just falls into, like, the conventions because that's what he knows would sell videotapes to dirty perverts. That's what's baffling because the first... 30 minutes is just him in boardrooms with the craziest looking men you've ever seen. It's, it is actually kind of meta. I mean, it's very meta, right? Because (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Like I, I wonder if he was just trying to sell this script and they, and somebody was like, you need more tits and ass in it. All right. Somebody with a big cowboy hat was just like, (laughs) put some boobs in it. Like, but I don't, I don't, I want to make some real art. Nope. Naked ladies. We need lots of naked ladies. Um, I wish that was just the the title of this movie, Lots of Naked Ladies. Um, but then there's like a weird scene where he is about to get sexually assaulted by one of these guys. Like, do you remember this scene? Because I felt like I was daydreaming when it happened. I felt like, what's going on? Is this? Am I making this up? Um, Liz, do you remember the scene? Please. The only thing I remember him potentially being assaulted is when he goes to the Miss Nude World like prep area and they like chase him all through the building 
Oh, you talk about all the women? Yeah, all the women chase him. No, I'm talking about the scene where he meets a guy, he comes in a row, but he's like, you want me to produce, produce this film, right? And then he just starts trying to tackle and sexually assault him. There's, yeah, there's a lot of non-consensual stuff going on here, which is icky, very icky. However, the women in this film, where it's given credit, have a lot of agency over their own sexuality. Um, there is that moment he talks to one of the strippers, and she's just like, hey, it's better than waiting tables, I have a lot of autonomy, and, and I feel good about it, it makes me feel calm. And I'm like, that is actually a fairly, like, reasonable reason why people strip, and it doesn't make her any less of a woman, doesn't make her a slut. She's like, this is just, like, easy, and I like it. And I respected it. And then the rest of the movie also existed. <laughs> and there was every other line outside of that. <laughs> but it was just like, I was amazed that it had such a weirdly liberal view of strippers. Or, I, I, like, do they have a proper name, like exotic sex dancers? Work? It's not sex work, because they're... I, I don't know. I feel like stripping isn't quite sex work because sex work. Dancing? I guess it's the yeah. term. Exotic dancers? Yeah, maybe. Exotic dancers. Yeah. Um, we'll go with that. So, yes. I Google enough. I've Googled a lot of weird stuff for this movie and I don't know if I want to Google it. <laughs> Your browser nope. history is, is really reevaluating you right now. So I guess we do have to get to the carry of it all. Jim Carrey has a glorified cameo in what is probably the biggest, like, nakedy amount of human beings I've ever seen scenes. How do you do? My name is Timothy Sandy and this is my assistant, Ralph Parker. I'm glad you two Jim Carrey enters the movie like a jump scare where they they say, this is Jim Carrey's character. Ralph. He is my photographer and assistant. We've never seen Ralph before. We'll never see Ralph again. But here he is in this one scene. And then uh, a, a naked woman who, to her credit, was a pretty good actress. Like, delivered all of her lines, like, with character. Like, she was fine. And she's like, you guys have to get naked, too. And then so Jim Carrey and our lead guy are just wandering naked through this house full of naked people. And we see Jim Carrey's... White, pasty buttocks. Yes. He does not say a single line, but he does bear all. And he waves very awkwardly at the naked women. What do you think does... the casting breakdown was for this role? <laughs> uh, must be comfortable nude. Um, photography experience preferred. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how to hold a camera? <laughs> know how to hold a camera and have a butt? Then you, you're right for this role. Line memorization might not be required. Do you th- do you think any... Oh, God. Like, there was no intimacy coordinator on this set, right? They were just, like, no. going around. No, no. No, no. Um, and it's this, like, I think they're going for, like, a Hugh Hefner-style house that they're going to, but it looks like a warehouse. It's a far cry away from, the, like, the Playboy Mansion. And there's this Slim Pickens-looking motherfucker with a tie, a cowboy hat, and nothing else, walking around with his dangling all flipping all about. Um... And he, it's just baffling. It's baffling that on a Monday morning I'm watching this. I I feel like this would also be uh, if eyes wide eyes wide shut without the budget <laughs> or the points or <laughs> eyes wide shut has a very specific point it's trying to make about a lot of things. That's true. This has no point to make. No. Well, I. Uh, Ain't boobies grand? <laughs> Nikki, like watching this, I don't think so. <laughs> I I can't imagine that Jim Carrey feels great about this nowadays. Maybe he felt differently about it in the early two thousands than he does now. Now that he's like, I'm not a real man anymore. I'm just a body in a vessel, man. I was never even in that movie. Who was that guy? That wasn't me. I feel like that would be the shit he'd say as opposed to in the nineties. Like, yeah, it's a little embarrassing, but whatever. Yeah, well, we are just consciousness is floating in a meat sleeve. So I yeah. get that. I totally get yeah, that. But I still think those meat sleeves should be vaccinated. <laughs> Vaccinate your meat sleeves. <laughs> I, I, he was nothing. He was a nothing in there. It, it, the worst part is it's the scene that you want to try to fast forward through, but you can't because you know it's the one scene that Jim carries in. So you have to watch it all. I, that was essentially the entire movie, aside from Jim Carrey not being in the first however many minutes of it, way too long. But yeah, I, 
it was i mean i don't like talking ill about films but it was one of the worst <laughs> oh no are you gonna upset the production designer here <laughs> it was just are they gonna roast you on twitter like we worked really hard for this titty movie in the 80s you don't believe it was so hard to get these naked ladies to show up in one place for no money we paid them in burgers <laughs> This man also directed a movie called Mondo Nude, so I don't think you're disrespecting his movies. Oh, okay, okay, and also Mo- he's dead. Mondo yeah. Nude, and what was the other one? The big, the big landing strip. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Uh, he directed Mondo Strip, Mondo Nude. Mondo strip. Some do it for money, some do it for fun. Wait, is it two movies or one movie? That's one movie. Oh, some do, okay, <laughs> some do it for 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 money, and then the sequel, some do it for fun. Yeah. Also, there's no plot to this movie, so I don't even know what it's about. <laughs> Just like, all right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna IMDb go. gave up. Call it my naked ladies. <laughs> the plot's okay. just be boobs. I've never seen IMDb throw up its hands except for these movies. <laughs> the, the first three here. Um, I do want to say, in all fairness, I do want to say something nice about this film that I thoroughly enjoyed. I think the theme song is fucking great. <laughs> the All Good Taste song is gr- wonderful. Can we can we play a little bit now? That oh yeah, it's playing right now. Like it's good. Okay, I don't okay. think anyone's gonna sue us. Like honestly, if we could make that the carried away theme song, I'd be cool with it. I love that. On good taste, it really is a good song. And I remember it at the beginning. I'm being like, this is surprisingly a catchy number. And then at the end, I'm like, ah, you still got me. Even after all that, you still got me smiling. Performed by Alan Thick. Oh God. <laughs> Also, I can confirm he took 46 minutes for Jim Carrey to show up. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, I mean, wait, did you probably knew? Well, okay. This is Jim Carrey's third film. And the first two, he had a bunch of lines. Sure. So I guess you're underutilizing your act. I don't know. I guess it was Jim. Jim just, you know, taking another another notch on his resume. What if this is how he got a side card? (laughs) Um... Wouldn't that be sad? I do want to talk a little bit about our proper lead actor, Jonathan Welsh. Um, I don't think he's that bad a performer, sincerely. I think he was, for a lead character, he did pretty well. Um, he's also went on to a lot of other Canadian things. Most, um, He was um, in an episode of Goosebumps. Um, he was in Kung Fu, The Legend Continues. He was a very well-known stage and theater actor um, in Canada. And he's also dead. Um, he died in 2005. <laughs> it's not funny. It's just the way you said it. And he's also dead. He is also dead. Um, he was in an episode of The Wonderful World of Disney as one of his last roles as Park Policeman. Um, he worked really, really hard um, to get those roles. And I honestly don't think he's bad. Um, before we go into the critic carried corner, I forget what we called it. Uh, I think it's called a critic corner. Before yeah, critical corner. Our- Critical corner. I do want to talk about advertising and how this film had changed in its advertising. How do you think you would advertise this film? Uh, come see naked ladies. Okay, this was the first promo image and poster for it. Um, try to describe what you're looking at for the audio audience. Okay. Um, it is a cartoony. It's definitely like an, a, a drawing of all white people. Um, mm-hmm. in front of a pool in that classic 80s font. It's all in good taste with a, a big, like a camp flag in the back that says Four Seasons Nudist Camp. And then we've got our, uh, what is going to be Jim Carrey and our and our other lead with some incredible muscles, I might add, in front of... Um, <laughs> muscles may not appear in the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> may not be to scale. Um, with three other women who are all very nude with their lady bits all covered strategically by objects or positions while one of them is trying to take something away from our blonde guy. No, it's trying Jonathan to take Welsh. away the suitcase. Oh, the suitcase from Jonathan Welsh. Yes. yes. I do want to say with this poster, I think this is the first time Jim Carrey is credited with the name we know him as because um, previously he was only known as James Carrey. And it's, did you did you put the rectangle around his name or did it nope, come that nope, way? Nope, that was, that came that way. Wow. Yeah, it says at the bottom starring Harvey Atkin, Jack Creeley with Jim Carrey in a rectangle. So mm-hmm. it stands out. Okay, so this is the original thing before Jim Carrey became what he would become. This is what it became much later on when the DVD release came out. 
Describe what you're seeing now. That is Jim Carrey's giant face in front of a lady butt in a thong that says, crazy, zany, surreal, all in good taste. And the only name on the on the poster is Jim Carrey. Yes. Um. So the I will say they did put the focus where it belongs, and it was on the butt. That is the main character of this movie. If it is not Jonathan Welsh, do you it's think- Jim Carrey's butt, not a lady's butt? Yeah. That's that's definitely yeah. I love how he's looking though at the words crazy, zany, surreal. Like the nice butt in front of him doesn't exist. Well, maybe he's looking at the boobies. Like maybe that's where his eyes are going. Oh, I get. Yeah, I guess. Okay, fine. I'll give you that one. And then final one. This is the more recent one. And this what is, is this Wikipedia one? Wikipedia as well. And this is the one most people know. And I believe that is a still image they took from the Truman Show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, now it. Is all of wait? Is that the go back? Is that the same Jim Carrey face? That is the same Jim Carrey face. Right. Okay. Yes. Same Jim Carrey face without the Photoshop treatment. Okay. So it's more of his face from the Truman Show in front of an old film photography camera. Where in the which lens, I guess I mean he does hold one of those right. throughout most of the movie. Credit. Right. So in the reflection in the lens of the photography camera, we see a woman's body in a bikini above the words "All in Good Taste." Still, his is the only name on the cover. But we still have, in very small text, crazy, zany, surreal. <laughs> I would not trademark. use any of those three mo- words to describe this film. To be honest, what would your three words be? Um, gross, icky, booby. I would say boobies, boring skin. Ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> ball sack. <laughs> Cowboy Individual hat. ball sack. Cowboy there hat. is one ball sack. Hyphenated. Boring um, butts and boring. Boring. <laughs> well, there's barely any butts except for the, the Jim Carrey butts. I know, but I got bored of the boobs, so. I got bored of, I mean, it does not look like that set was properly heated either, so everyone <laughs> looked very cold, if you know what I mean. Also, a good chunk of the footage wasn't even filmed for this movie. It was oh, borrowed shocker. from other movies. So. I, 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 it's so seamless, I couldn't even tell. So do you think this director just filmed a bunch of scenes in random places and just reworks all of the footage in different orders and re-releases them as different movies with no story? I think like he probably is hired to do a lot of um, nudie films like this, um, and he just accumulates footage, and then he's like, oh, I'll get my buddy, Cowboy Jim, and then my other buddy. The- oh, there's this comedian in Ontario that's doing pretty good. Let's bring him in for a day. He'll see some boobies. Um... And we'll we'll make a short like twenty minute thing, and we'll fill the rest up with like the, these nudie videos I have. I want to describe. I want to steal the plot line from Jim Carrey Online because I think <laughs> they have a very interesting one, which is the young filmmaker Timothy Sandy is sent out to investigate adult business with his photographer Ralph. Much nudity and fun and games ensue. There's no fun at all. No, nor games. I don't think anyone played a game. Nothing ensued. <laughs> the only thing true about that statement is nudity. And we'll be right back to carried away after these messages. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Liz, I'm curious. What did the critics have to say? If there are any critics. Um, I'm sure you found some wild things out there in the wild. I'm going to, Jessica, be honest with you. No one bothered to review this with any critical clout. What? <laughs> no one Rod bothered to watch wasn't all this. over this? No, I did my best, but I found a fun little IMDb review where someone descends into madness looking for Jim Carrey while watching the movie. Let's oh, go. What oh, Do we have right. a name of this person? I need to use her name named Haggis with two A's. Haggis. Haggis. Um, Haggis? H-A-A-G-I-S. I ordered that at the, for breakfast. Uh, and the, the title day. of this review is Jim Carrey Nude! Two exclamation points. Oh, boy. As Canadian films go, this is atypical. Bad cinematography coupled with middle school style of boisterous stage acting. Mm-hmm. And a plot fit to be marketed with a Surgeon General's award. <laughs> so it does not feels like... like a boomer wrote this. Yeah, I don't I even like need a... to see them, but I'm pretty sure a boomer wrote that. Yeah, no, you'll, you'll get on the next line, it's a boomer. Normally, I'm not the type of guy who gets his jollies for gazing at the cracks of feature film actors before they go- were famous. No matter what you've heard, but this is too good. No to ma- pass wait, wait, up. wait, wait, wait! No matter what, wait. Are we hearing things about Haggis? <laughs> Look, this is Haggis, the famous crack reviewer. I I love looking at celebrity cracks, but don't let anyone tell you that. <laughs> I don't know who this person is. I feel bad for dunking on them, but they bothered to write a review of all in good taste in IMDb. Whatever you're so, reading, it's not true. Unless it is. Uh, so after about 40 minutes of misfire humor, seven dozen floppy breast shots, and a directing style below par, even a Mentos ad, no gym. Then comes the scene where our journalist friend takes a story into the shady hallows of a sleazy massage parlor. It starts out as hokey as you'd expect, with the reporter getting totally bare-assed and wandering around the facilities. And That's sheepishly- how I describe something hokey. That yeah. sounds hokey to me. And sheepishly hiding his goodies for pseudo-comedic effects. Then you notice the photographer the guy brings along visually record the event, and there he is. Alrighty then. <laughs> no, he doesn't say that. In fact, he has no lines for the entire scene. Yes, he is nude. All pasty, in fact. And yes, there are a few butt shots, but he cleverly covers his goodies with 35mm camera. That's okay. That's okay. And that's all this person had to say. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, that's okay. I, I can't disagree with this review, but I also can't bring myself to agree with anything they said either. I'm... I feel like they spent money on this. I I... I have not spent money on this, so I feel like I'm in the win category here. And you're also one of five people that didn't write or review of All in Good Taste and IMDb, so it's a You're, you're right, you're right. Um, It's fascinating, just the folks that will be, like, he wasn't even, I was expecting, like, a negative negative, but it felt like that was a thoughtful review, that they put some time and, like, effort in. This, this is like the people who give serious reviews on Yelp thinking it carries weight. Or people like review podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> um, oh, wait, actually, I can confirm where he got it because I cut this out of the review because it was boring. But he checked this person checked it out of a 99 cent video store a few years ago because it said Jim Carrey on it. Okay, I'm imagining like a family video that didn't like I'm imagining a kid that just saw like the Grinch and is like, Jim Carrey is my favorite actor. Oh, this has Jim Carrey in it. Mommy, can I rent it from the store? Yes, and little like, haggis, you can get whatever video you'd like for 99 oh, cents. Oh, thank you, Mommy. I paid with it for it with my own, like, little pennies. And then the, the apathetic family video clerk's like, 
I don't know if this is right for kids, but also I don't care enough. Here you go, squirt. Um, and then the kid goes home and puts it in, and then all the saggy boobies. <laughs> and you know what little haggis said? This is pretty hokey. And zany. In such a zany time. Such a boobies. zany, zany movie for little haggis. Okay, speaking of weird editors, I do want to bring this up because it is connected. Like, nudie pictures and people getting their start. One of the weird things that I've discovered by my deep dive into a lot of people is, like, Orson Welles, in his lowest part of his career, would just hire kids to help make his next feature film. Um, and kids would need to eat somehow. So there's a couple porn films that are co-edited by Orson Welles just to get his second AD back on the set. <laughs> It's like, just give me the film, I'll edit this shit. <laughs> and I like to imagine that Orson Welles might have edited this film. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I, have I wonder to... what he was thinking during the Jim Carrey scene. Oh, that pasty ass. Oh, I love that pasty ass. I'm going to put it. Oh, right the French right wine. Front, the front of the, of the film. 40 minutes. So shit, worth you it. know. This is, this is where the big payoff comes. Right here, 40 minutes in. I should call Peter Bagdonovich to watch this. I think he'll get a real kick out of it. Let's pass around toothpicks so everyone can keep their eyes open. This is a bit of shit. You know that, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Alan, what were you about to say? I was just looking up what haggis is because I needed to figure this out. I was right. It's a Scottish Gaelic savory pudding containing sheep's pluck, which is heart... And cooked in a sheep's stomach. Which is heart, liver, and lungs. Minced with onion, oatmeal, suet, spices, and ellipses. Suet is is beef fat. Oh, okay. And it's usually cooked in a sheep's stomach and just boiled for a while. Well, then this food rated this movie quite well, it sounds like. (laughs) The idea of haggis more than the actual physical being of haggis. (laughs) <laughs> this is the spirit of haggis. If we are all wandering through life as consciousness is inside a meat sleeve, why can't that meat sleeve just be filled with haggis? And vaccines. Yeah, Vac- vaccine your meat sleeves. Vac- Vaccinate your meat sleeves. And that's what I'm calling your children. Speaking of children, let's hear what the children over on Letterbox.com thought about this film. Liz, what do we got? In our Letterbox game, where Liz is going to read reviews to me and Alan, we're going head-to-head, and we have to guess whether or not they're a one-star review or a five-star review based on the review alone. Drink every time I said review. I, I sure <laughs> hope children aren't reviewing this, but yeah. I'll say rousing 101 people have watched this movie wow. on Letterboxd. Very few people have reviewed this, but it is a some, some of them are pretty good, so... All right. Alan, you want to start because your name starts with an A? Sure. I'll, I'll go with that. All right. Okay, so one or five. Only worth it if you want to see Jim Carrey's bottom. But is Jim Carrey a bottom? Wait, there is a question mark there. I was gonna, I was gonna say it sounds like a question. Um, it is a question. Uh, then I'm gonna give that one star. That is correct. Ding ding! Bravo! I'm gonna guess most of these are gonna be one star. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go off on a limb here, and yeah, there might that. be some fringe ones that are a little higher. Right, don't get oh. carried away. Hey! hey! He said the title! <laughs> um, the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Jess, you ready? I am. So this uh, this one is one of two that is translated from German. Alright, let's see how good German translation does. This is from Google Translate, so it might be a little off, but I think it's pretty... Do awful. your best German accent with this. No, I'm not you. <laughs> <laughs> Spill vodka tonic on my keyboard. Spit vodka tonic on my keyboard. That's the entire keyboard. Um, that is a negative experience. So I'm betting it's a one star. It is a one star. Oh, I clean my keyboard with vodka tonic. Same. Before I drink it, on my keyboard. Yeah, put it in there. (laughs) 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 I did it for Jim Carrey. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I watched it. I watched it. I watched yeah. it, the movie. I'm I'm gonna go with a one star again. That is correct. All right. All right. All right, Jess, you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready, Coach. <laughs> Put me in, Coach. Thank Jim Carrey much. appears without speaking for about two minutes. He does, however, take off his clothes. And if you've dreamed of seeing young Jim Carrey's butt, this is the film for you. That sounds positive. I'm gonna give that a five. That is correct. Wow. Hey. 
I have dreamed about that. So I personally haven't, but you know, we all have. Is our Jim Carrey an attractive guy, Liz? No, like has he, he never ever has been? been. Okay. Wait, Jenny. No. Jenny McCarthy. Wait, this is. I can't remember who he was married to. He Ooh. was with Jenny McCarthy. Jenny never McCar- married. Uh, um, Eliza, Electra, Carmen Electra. What did I say in the first episode? <laughs> that was just totally wrong. I think it was like Carmen Electra or something. It was someone, someone, <laughs> someone that he was not with. It was that um, lady from Rubberface? <laughs> yeah, I do want to bring up when we get to it, like all of his relationships and how they come to be, including his first wife, his second wife, and his girlfriends in between. And he has starred as co-stars with them quite often. Okay. Unless you're trying to get a giggle out of seeing Carrie, I'm pretty sure we'll find better porn than this. Better porn than this. Better porn than all these naked ladies with the sagging. Is that haggis again? <sighs> I actually so could tell you the username. Better porn than, than uh, Jim Carrey. I'm going to go with a one star. Uh, that is a one. Yes. But they went to the real Moulin Rouge. They didn't just use stock footage. I'm sure they went to the real one. <laughs> but a porn I can watch like just Mondo, Mondo Strip. <laughs> Mondo uh, Landing Strip. Mondo Landing Strip. But that don't got no Jim Carrey in it. This is oh, the early man. 80s. <laughs> All right. Okay, this one is also translated from German. Did the Germans really like this movie? Or Two did the Germans, Germans really, really did. I think they're friends because they also reviewed another Jim Carrey movie I looked up later that same Did they day. try to start a podcast that failed? Maybe. <laughs> All right. Our taste was good, but the movie is, oh, well, you can see the rating. That's a one. That is a one. <laughs> There's a lot of a trickery in these. It's very Oh, well, you can see the rating. Oh, well. All right, Alan, if you get this, you'll win, because there's no more reviews. <laughs> Yay, there's an odd number. There's why only you, 10 reviews total for this movie on why don't you make this a t- Why don't you make this a tiebreaker with whoever answers first? Oh. a 50-50 chance of saying... Right, I want to hear a buzzing sound. I'm just going to hedge my bets and go with one star right now. <laughs> this is one star. <laughs> All right, we'll hear it first, though. Okay. I guess they're trying to critique the sex-minded culture, but they undermine it by showing rando boobies throughout. But boy, do I love boobies. But this is one! Alan won. It's five. Damn! (laughs) (laughs) But boy, do I love the boobies. boobies. No, that wasn't translated from German. (laughs) It was just English. He just wrote the boobies. Liz, why are you reading my reviews again? I did not Told say not that to... <laughs> in jest. He did write boobies. The, the naked ladies. The naked ladies are very attractive in all in good taste. Two German letterboxers really love the porny era of Jim Carrey's career. It's very strange. I I mean, the porny era is... Int- like, what was their other film they covered? Is it next week's subject? Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. We're, gu- guys, if you loved us talking about pointless nudity and gratuity... Man, I'll wait for next week. Don't worry. Eventually, this a very porny podcast we're doing will turn into a podcast about Horton. He's a, here's a who. And Mr. And Popper's it, Penguins. And Sonic the Hedgehog. Come on. Which one? One and two. And Both one and two. Oh, man. Can't you should have like one of your kids join us for the Sonic the Hedgehog episode. Okay. All right. We can be, all right. Well, we will do that. I will bring in Logan for... Uh, Actually, both kids. My younger one will probably give the most enter- entertaining review. And it's going to sound <laughs> that- like... Because <laughs> <laughs> he likes to hear himself on mic. What is our overall thoughts on All in Good Taste? And is it an alrighty then or a no spank you? Alan, why don't you start us off? I The face you're given really is just... It, it hurts me inside to see you so broken up like this. He's crying. Alan is crying. <gasps> there are literal tears coming out of his eyes. <gasps> oh, he's um, just doing his vocals. Oh, goodness. Um, I believe that it, all art has a place in this world. And this particular... That's incorrect, Alan. It's incorrect. <laughs> you haven't that seen the bad movies, statement. Alan. This particular art installation does not belong in my world. I'm going to give <laughs> this a no spank you, Ned. No, no spank you. Have you have we given an alrighty then to anything yet? I don't believe we have. I think someone gave a very light alrighty then to Rubberface. I might have done that. I that sounds like me. I think you did. Yeah, you you were on the fence. Okay, I was on the. Fa- I didn't hate that one. I really <laughs> had a good time watching it despite everything. Um, Liz, what about you? Uh, you know, as a 
woman watching a bunch of naked women for two hours nearly. It's, uh, it's, it's on the cusp of being uncomfortable, no matter how much agency Only on they the have. Cusp? It's yeah. It's mostly because it always feels exploitative, no matter how much one character has agency. It gets to a point where you're like, can these women put in their clothes and talk? Like, like not to define them by their boobs and how much they can dance on a pole badly. But there is that one scene where a woman literally puts on her clothes and talks and explains yeah. the situation. There's is- one scene, but they need to be like two or three. That'd be nice. But, you know, this man also directed Mondo Strip and Mondo Nude, so I'm not going to expect deep ph- philosophical things about women in this Liz, I do have a question, um, yes. and this is one I'm thinking about right now, and maybe need a second brain on. Does this film pass the Bechdel test? Um, let me see if the characters have names. Yeah, I think they all have names. I know at least the one that gives the monologue does. Yeah, and the I secretary know the wife has, has a, name. a name. I think her name but, is the secretary, but it's a name nonetheless. Um, her name. There's a lot of every girl has a name. Everyone. Okay, except everyone for, like, has a name, but. I don't think they d- ever talk to each other, and I don't think it's about. No, they they, they talk about trying to get him into the pool. That was a conversation, but is that that about is a technically man? about a man? Ooh. So for those who don't know, our listeners who may not know what the Bechdel test is. Um, the Bechdel test. Um, it is a test created by Alison Bechdel, um, cartoonist and main character of the musical Fun Home. Um, she wrote it in her comics that. I can't say, but look it up. You'll know it. Um, She is very good, but she also made this jokey thing where a character in her comics won't watch films unless it passes her test, which is there has to be at least two women in it. They have to be names, and they have to talk to each other about something that isn't a man. It's a very simple test, but a lot of films and media fails it. Yeah. So, yeah, this is not past the Bechdel test. No, but there are a lot of women, and they do talk to each other, and they are all named. So they're almost there. Yeah, I, th- I wish they said their names in the movie and not in the IMDb listings, but you know. Yeah. But yeah, I I mean, I have Even a very Jim different- Carrey has a name for a character <laughs> that has Ralph. no lines. Ralph. Ralph the Ca- He has a last name too, actually. Yeah. It's like, this is my cameraman, Ralph last name. I don't remember his last name. <laughs> Hello, my last name's last name. <laughs> Ralph last then. name. <laughs> but yeah, I have a different perspective as a, you know, the person who has the- like has the body of these ladies just like yeah i don't ugh. no spank you it's worse than rubber face i was way too hard on it i'm sorry to, to rubber face i was way too hard on you it's not the most sexist thing she has ever done <laughs> you had a real trouble with rubber face i remember that one specifically yeah but i you. was a young i was a teenager with body insecurity it hit me a little too hard <laughs> Now this one hit you in a different way. This one hit me in a place where I was pissed off and didn't want to watch it anymore and I wish I put toothpicks in my eyes. <laughs> Not to keep them open, but to gouge them out. Yes. Yeah. Two different styles. Two different um, ways. I, I, I feel like I have a confession to make here. Uh-oh. I kind of cheated with this one. Um, I watched it all the way through, but I watched it at 1.5 speed because <laughs> I couldn't deal with it. Jess is a cheater. I didn't know that was an option. You, uh, you Martin Scorsese changed, would be disappointed in me. Change the rules on us, and I don't know how to feel about this. I will say that that did make it a little bit more enjoyable. So when they are running around the rooms and getting chased, they're like moving at like fucking Benny Hill speeds, and that was lovely. <laughs> um, that does sound funny. So I can't say that I was completely miserable watching this but this film makes me sick um makes me feel icky um i feel like the people making it or doing not great things and probably weren't altogether great people Mm-mm. and jim carrey is right to be embarrassed to have his name attached to this and to be the marketing tool to sell more copies of this piece of shit this is the probably the hardest no spank ui i'll give and Cut to me a year later saying, like, Mr. Papa's Penguins is the worst thing we've ever covered. I, I sincerely believe this is going to be hard to beat, except maybe by next week's topic. Um, <laughs> that one looks pretty rough, too. Yeah, it, it's rough. Hmm. I gave it a um, glance a while ago. It is rough. It'll be... I, I, I think someone should do the math. Which has more topless women, this or... Like, what's the title of the next one? The Sex and Violence, Violence Comedy Hour? Family Hour. 
Family Hour. Um, what did the writer of Rick and Morty make that? <laughs> no, it was a bunch of can- horny Canadians. Bunch of uh, hard no spank you. Not not a good movie. Not a good watch. Do not recommend. Not even out of morbid curiosity. Um, look at the pictures of Jim Carrey on the IMDb page, and, you'll be and like, look oh, at the theme it. song. Oh yeah, the theme song. Make that my iTunes. Because you know on imdb they have like keywords plot keywords i really just want to read you some of those right now because i discovered this and the first four really drew my attention. And I feel like this is what we should really wrap this up in a neat bow with. So, are you ready, Alan? I was born ready. All right. There are 24 plot keywords, and I'm going to read all of them. The first one, male pubic hair. <laughs> pubic hair. Male frontal nudity. Nudity. Female bare butt. Female fr- frontal nudity. Female pubic hair. Female rear nudity. Dog. Stripper. <laughs> bloopers during credits. Stock footage. Topless. Striptease. Moulin Rouge. Male stripper, lap dances, sing, filmmaking, film in film, director, female nudity, female frontal nudity, exploitation filmmaking, and independent film. Hmm, all accurate representations. Sincerely, IMDb did a better job marketing this film than any of the DVD covers. There's also a very extensive parent's guide for this movie on IMDb. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Explain to the parents? It does. It does. Um, there is um, a lot of examples of sex and nudity. One example of violence and gore. None of profanity that is listed, which is a lie. Um, one, two of alcohol and drug smoking scenes. And in uh, their frightening and intense scenes is just the word none. I mean, the entire movie is an intense scene, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Um, my favorite part is when it says... A slightly nude woman answers the door. She is fully nude, not even slightly. Not there, there's even no slightly. slightly. Yeah. Alan, why don't you promote your other content for people to find you at? I have a solo podcast where I speak by myself to my guests. Do you talk like that? Yes, I. It is called the Robot. No, it's not. Um, the theater <laughs> podcast. I talk with Broadway peeps about their life and their career, and I have a co another podcast I co-host called Was It Chance, both on the Broadway Podcast Network. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. I I, I really enjoyed being on uh, Was It Chance. Um, you and Heather have a great vibe on that show. Um, a very sibling vibe that you don't quite find in a lot of podcasts. Um, but it is kind of magical when you do. Um, sincerely, <laughs> well, thank you. Um, you were a, you were a very good guest. It was a lot of fun. I'd do it again. I don't think I'll be asked back, but I'd do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not on our shit list yet, so you're all right. Yes, yes. Um, Liz, why don't you promote your stuff for people to find you on the interwebs? All right, uh, I'm on Twitter at Elizabeth Eston, Letterboxed at Elizabeth910. If you want to see my weird opinions about movies. Uh-oh. I'm also, I'm the co-host of Patreon with Cheese, which is the Musical hey. Cheese Patreon exclusive podcast. And I also occasionally fill in on Musicals with Cheese, and I was a guest one time. So. You are always, I love your opinions on things. I love talking with you. And also, I know we have a lot of video extraordinaires out there. And Liz Eston is the best video editor you're ever going to find. Um, sincerely, if you're ever looking for someone to like help tighten up videos she'll make it better than you could do it on your own and i sincerely believe that but if you want to follow our podcast we're on twitter at carried away pod um instagram at carried away pod email us at carried away podcast at gmail.com our title card is created by the amazing grace aki follow her on instagram at it's grace aki this show is produced by the wonderful, the incredible Elizabeth Eston. We love you, Liz. Our theme song is I Choose You by the band Thanks, but it might be all in good taste. <laughs> Thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network for having us on the platform and for not kicking us off for talking about so many butts and boobies. Boobies, eh? Tasty butts. Oh, look at those boobies, eh? Look at those boobies. Boobies. <laughs> those naked ladies. 
Ooh. I'm just going to label you that, guys eh? talk about Nikki ladies because I don't think I need to be part of this conversation. <laughs> what, you can't appreciate Nikki ladies, eh? You got a problem about that? Oh, oh never, but not as much as you do. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of polite Canadians talking about Nikki ladies, eh? So, I heard so her I think boobies were out. A, we need to make a movie, but we need to do it tastefully. So we can't really, really show all of the, the wang that we want to. So how about we offset it with boobies? Yeah. Boobies, eh? Boobies. Let's do also, it. Also, we ran out of money, so we need just need to use your old stripper movies to finish the movie. I mean, it's a pretty good idea until hockey comes back, so why not do it? We've got a strict deadline. We have to finish it before before the season begins, eh? Because then we'll just be too distracted to focus on boobies, eh? Yeah. Yeah, what's that all about? What is that about? My buddy Jim will come for a day. He, he's got his own 35 mil camera. He can take some pictures behind the scenes. Oh, he brings his own camera? That'll save us on the budget, eh? Yeah, we did run yeah. out of money. <laughs> um, Stock footage. <laughs> That's it. I feel like I need to apologize on behalf of Canada. For <laughs> <laughs> both of you. Well, yeah. I'm, well, maybe I'm, if they I'm didn't sorry. make this movie, the, maybe they owe us the apology. Did you ever think about that, That's Liz? Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. They did make this movie. <laughs> As a country, they all voted on it. This is Justin Trudeau. Someone make a note to app apology in Canada about this movie. <laughs> I want Canada, the Twitter account to write a note to app apology. Saying, hey, we were made aware of all in good taste, and as a country, we apologize. He was 12 when this movie came out, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> we could have warned him, hey, don't do those Halloween costumes. But he did vote to approve the movie. You are correct. <laughs> he was 12. He was 12. He was 12. He's like, hey, I want I mean, Canadian boobies. <laughs> so fun fact. Okay, this exact year, 1983, I know exactly what Justin Trudeau was doing. Um, because they interviewed him seeing the imp- or Return of the Jedi after he steps out the theater. And he's like, oh, I think it's better than the, fir- the best one out of the three. <laughs> that was, that's his one, his one claim to fame until he becomes Prime Minister of the Free World. That's just a wild clip that I know exists. is Justin Tr- Trudeau coming out of Return of the Jedi in 1983, the same year he voted to create All in Good Taste, saying, oh, Return of the Jedi is the best of the Star Wars movies, eh? <laughs> one day I'm going to become prime minister shut up Ken. none of the shameful things I've done in the past will come out I'll still win though it's alright it's alright because I, I have my good looks so handsome <laughs> so handsome so handsome I can't forget do the hate crimes forget the hate crimes I'm, I'm handsome I'll just say I'm sorry what's that about <laughs> Justin Trudeau come on the podcast <laughs> apologize defend for the movie. yourself defend yourself this is the Trudeau. lady from Rubberface come on the podcast I just want to remind the world we need to make that happen <laughs> Yeah, either Jim Carrey or Justin Trudeau. Um, either of them I will be equally happy with. <laughs> All right. What if we get them together debating their own, debating a film about, let's see, what should we get them on? Return of the Jedi. Return, Return, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, yes. <laughs> Do you still believe it's the best out of the three? Uh, well, I haven't seen, I ran up seeing the, the rest of them, so uh, what What about you, Jim Carrey? Oh, I've never seen a Star Wars movie, or has it seen me? Sincerely, I don't believe I'm ever physically in a presence, um, let alone watching a film. <laughs> and we're just here like, this is the worst content imaginable. Cut to Justin Allen's face. <laughs> cut to me trying to like pull fun facts out of my ass to make the conversation <laughs> interesting. Um, who do you think did this letterbox review? I believe they loved their mother quite a bit, and that's that really was, what matters. Jim, how would you, how you, what do you think this person thought of your movie when they said you were sexy? Um, maybe I was at that time, My but friend was Haggis. I ever even in that body? My soul brother Haggis were connected <laughs> through, the goat, through the goat stomach that both of our meals have been served from. I'm going to go with the opinion that at least one letterbox review is Haggis every week. <laughs> we have, and on that we note... Colin from Haggis. It's a character from another universe. <laughs> I should just have Andrew come in and be a haggis every week for at least one letterbox <laughs> review with an angry phone call. Hey, I heard you were talking about me, eh? Heard you were talking about my letterbox review, okay, eh? <laughs> All right, on that note, we are ending a very chaotic, a very booby, and very uncomfortable episode of Carried Away. <laughs> I heard 
Um, we'll see you next time. And remember, it's all in good taste. And the music will play now. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.